0: I'm pulling out these agencies that are already somewhat familiar with our
1: technology. Are you able to potentially plug us as a part of what we're going to be recommending to them?
0: 54x ROI by combining the power of electric with Malomo.
1: The percentage at which those close is like 3x higher than when they're just trying to sell it themselves.
0: to start sharing our solution.
2: Welcome to Make Them Famous, the podcast about partner enablement. The only podcast to uncover both how partner teams enable their partners and how other department leaders enable their partner teams to achieve success. Welcome back to the partner enablement podcast that we call Make Them Famous. If you aren't aware already, we call it Make Them Famous because you have to give back to your potential partners and current partners You can't think of it like my product is going to be everything. Or if you're an agency listening, it's not about your reviews and all of your clients and all of your users and your success stories. Partnerships is really a human to human thing. It's something that you have to work on. We go into this a little bit more, that sort of mantra and that sort of um, what to do with partnerships to make it successful on this episode. So what I did to create this episode is talking to my friend over at Malomo about his first year at Malomo, what he had to do and who he really went to market with and why and some of the success stories. And one of his partners came to his mind, Brandon, founder of Electric, and uh, they are a top Shopify development agency as well as a retention agency. So we're going to learn more about his specific agency persona, and we're going to uncover sorry, how Malomo got into their tech stack, what the genesis of that story is, and pull out some of the things you need to know about, what made this partnership take off so quickly, how Noah found the low-hanging fruit initially at Malomo. So how this type of agency sees Malomo through the lens of what could I use you for? We call this a partner track. It's not just, hey, the the product is great here, but how can I really make this a part of my core tech stack and go to market with you? So some agency founders are really good at that. Brandon, of course, is one of those founders. So how Electric packages this product into the current preferred tech stack, that is really interesting. We're going to talk about that. Brandon's experience with cold emails from tech companies, partner teams, asking him to partner what he sees and when he agrees to go down a, um, a potential path with those cold outreach and why. Uh, we talk about a story where somebody approached Brandon Cold at a conference and it turned into one of his most successful partnerships. We talk about how Noah goes to market quickly with partners how Brandon and uh, his agency partners actually use account mapping and co-selling successfully, that's very interesting. You don't hear a lot agency-to-agency account mapping, but they're doing it. Uh, and then what Noah does to ensure he's not forgetting about his current partners, just like any SaaS partnership retention Uh, can be most of the growth and most of the success in your partner program. As usual, we have a sponsor read. So please hang tight and listen to some awesome partnership enablement technology that you can use to uh, build and grow and manage your program. Enjoy. (laughs) Well, we could not make this podcast famous without help from our sponsors. For sponsorship, we looked to three platforms that help you find, activate, enable, and manage your partner program. These three tools may be the only tools that you'll need to effectively run partnership. The tools in question are Reveal for account mapping and running co-selling operations, Partner Stack for scaling a multi-tiered commission centric program, and Partner Hub for working closely day-to-day with MSPs, managed service providers. Partner Stack probably needs no in, no introduction excuse me they work with top tech companies like monday.com unbounce intercom and webflow and it's a company that we recommend when you are ready to scale your commission centric usually a multi-tiered partner program check out partnerships i'm sorry partner stack to scale partnerships revealed again when you're ready to really get into the revenue operation of partnerships that means that you want to map accounts see what the overlap is see who i'm targeting that you're also targeting see who i'm targeting that you're not targeting and come up with a strategy to get those accounts into my pipeline into your pipeline and to build that pie that bigger and bigger pie together oftentimes you'll invite a partner to an account mapping solution that has a paywall too early, which is prohibitive for a lot of uh, the target audiences that our partner programs are after, the digital agencies. Uh, If you invite them to Reveal, you can trust that they won't hit a paywall. There's 360 account mapping UI in Reveal for free, and it is at reveal.co. Finally, Partner Hub. Again, it's a partner operations platform. Partnerships has a lot going on. Who's doing what at what stage in the partnership are the questions that many of my partner managers ask themselves. Partner Hub is here to solve for what are we doing with partnerships? Who's doing what? Where are our partners? And if we need to find more, are we able to go and shop for more partners? Partner Hub answers all of those questions with yes, and it is free. It's free for top tech companies like Apollo, audiowise, Smith, Growbots, Recart, Customer.io. And it's free for digital agencies like Hawk Media, Trellis, Aptitude 8, Creative Trends. A lot of these tech companies and agencies use Partner Hub to find and align with each other. MSP, managed service provider, digital agency, as well as SaaS tech companies. Let's check it out, Partner Hub app. And again, thank you for listening. I'll let you get back to the show. Welcome to the show. So we'll start with Noah. Noah, welcome. It is your first podcast with us, I think. So it thank is. you. Thanks um, for having me. And you brought an awesome partner of yours that I also just got to meet. So this is really good. I'm excited. So we've got a lot to discuss, but Noah, for those who don't know you, uh, who are you? What do you do? Where are you, where are you at? And yeah, the company.
0: Yeah, this, I feel like this has been a long time coming, Alex. Appreciate it. I think we we might have talked like my first week on the job at Malomo, which was back in March. Um, so my background is kind of interesting. I started a health IT company out of college, um, co-founded it. Neither me nor my co-founder were developers, so we had to go outsource development. Um, we landed on a little shop in Indianapolis called Sticks and Leaves to build out our MVP Um and that is when I met the co-founders of what is now Malomo. So um, they were running a dev shop. Um, <clears throat> they were running a dev shop uh, in Indianapolis before they started Malomo. They were working not only with people like myself building apps, but also with some Shopify brands. And they realized that they that all of their Shopify brands that they were working with had a disjointed post purchase experience. So they solved that problem for their their clients a couple times like ad hoc and over time they realized that all Shopify merchants probably have this problem. Um, So they shut down the agency after a while and built a software company that focuses on order tracking and branded personalized post-purchase experiences Um, and You know, they started the company back in 2018. During that time, I had left my company, uh, my startup, and moved on to some enterprise MarTech uh, organizations return path airship and then Movable ink um until finally uh landed back with Yao and Anthony the founders of Malomo and uh been here now for about 9 months and and loving it uh one of the best parts by far is working with people like Brandon so excited we're we're here together today
1: That was in the job description right when you applied That's so you exactly. get to work with me
0: you had to, yeah, you have to have Brandon slash EIQ knowledge. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I love it. And, uh, Brandon, yeah, let's, let's hear a little bit about you, what you're doing. And you had a big life event recently, but, uh, yeah, start with the agency.
1: Yeah. So I started electric back in, uh, 2019, right when I was coming out of, uh, uh USC in, in LA, uh, for about a year prior to that, I was just freelancing for like small businesses in and around the LA area. Um, one to two person shops who needed to uh, expand their online presence, had a Shopify store, but like they were really good at making their product, but not online marketers in any way whatsoever. So that's sort of how I cut my teeth there. And then um, from 2019 into April of 2022, just sort of went all in on Shopify, Shopify Plus, building and expanding the agency. We ended up at about 45 team members. Uh, before we got acquired in April of this year by drinks.com, which is a beverage technology company. And uh, one of the bigger pivots we made was in early 2021, just shifting away entirely from anything customer acquisition to all retention. So really, I think the first uh, e-commerce agency sort of stylized as a retention as a service agency. And so email and SMS marketing and web design and development are our two biggest uh, departments. Those are the biggest needle movers for um improving retention and increasing LTV. So there's a lot of other things that happened along along the way uh but now our our partnership with Malomo and all of our other uh tech partners is very unique because you still have electric and like the agency technology partnership but then I'm also overseeing the tech and tech partner relationship because of uh the drinks app powering all the uh wineries, retailers, and other alcohol merchants in the U.S. to be able to ship direct to consumer uh, in a compliant manner on Shopify's platform. So that Shopify for uh, alcohol initiative launched officially in like July. And so now we're working with all of our tech partners on uh, that side of the business too. So it's been been fun. No shortage of things to do.
0: Hence why you're vacationing in Hawaii, but dialed into this podcast.
1: (laughs) Yes. no shortage not of a stuff life.
0: to do. Bad life. You're
2: usually based in Florida or no?
1: Where are usually based. I, so I lived in San Diego um, until I moved to Miami in end of February, uh, March of this year. Yeah, I thought and I saw yeah. We work with a so snow
2: agency down there. You ever network with uh, John and Dan down there?
1: Yeah, I play uh, football all the time with Dan on, on the beach he knows how good I am. So (laughs) (laughs) that's
2: amazing. Yeah, that's it. Miami is getting uh, getting pretty busy down there. I know a lot of people have moved to Miami recently, especially since COVID. Um, Very cool. Okay. So I want to hear about the genesis of uh, the relationship and Noah, since it predates you, Brandon, um, how did you find out about Malomo and what was the first thing you kind of did together?
1: Yeah, so I found out about Malomo because it sort of just fell into my lap. Um, I don't remember the exact timing. It was at some point last year, I think Q3, and one of our clients that we either were working with or had just started working with, they were already leveraging Malomo or they were just onboarding with it. And um, I saw it and on its face, it looked promising and then started to dig into like the results and then looked at all like of our other 40 clients and saw that none of them were doing this yet. And I was like, Holy shit. Like this is crazy. I don't get why I haven't seen this before. And so, um, when we see an opportunity like that, we like to move very quickly. And so I think we are probably off and running with 10 brands within like a week um, and just started like a, a fire hose of, um, mutual clients together. And then started to collaborate on some like shared success stories pretty quickly thereafter as well because of the nature of the just the solution and the way that we were integrating it into the email and sms flows that we were building out in klaviyo for our clients so like we had a really big um success story of soylent that uh, got pushed out and then that sort of spiraled as well to get even more like awareness for what we were doing here um but yeah it really just fell into my lap I, Usually our our tech partnerships don't start that way. Um, I'd say like two or three do, but that's when you really know that there's a need there because like the way we position ourselves is as um, at the forefront of like technological innovation in the Shopify ecosystem for our brands. And so when a brand is bringing something to us instead of us bringing it to them, that's almost like a, it's a good thing, but it's also like a red flag. Like, how do we not know about this yet? And so let's dig in here pretty quickly and, and make it a part of our, like preferred tech stack and, and then the way that we do things.
2: I love it. And Noah, I uh, will come back to you, uh, Brandon and sec for more about like what you saw in not just the product features, but when you're looking through the lens of a potential um, either, I'm going to just help my client with this product, or I'm going to roll it out to all of my clients type of scenario. Um, there are certain aspects of the product that enable you to do that. Yes, it can help out, but I think there's there's more to it than that. So I want to think about that for a little bit. What is, in your interpretation, um, aspects of Malomo that really do help from a product-driven partnership standpoint, enable partners to just infiltrate their clients' tech stacks? Anything about the product specifically that just make yeah. it that type of product?
0: Yeah, great question. Yeah. Um... And I'll get to it, but I want to take a step back real quick about something Brandon said that stuck out to me. Since this is a a partnership-focused podcast, um, one of the things that I did really on in terms of identifying partners that I want to sort of build the foundation of our program around was go into our uh, users within our platform for every account and identify agency emails that stuck out to me that weren't the brand's email. So any email address that wasn't you know, tied to the the brand's domain, I pulled out and looked into. It was phenomenal because to Brandon's point, I'm pulling out these agencies that are already somewhat familiar with our technology, but who aren't in our partnership program yet. We didn't really have one at the time, so not their fault, but that was super low hanging fruit to connect with some agencies and understand the value that they see in Malomo, but also describe to them, you know, what I'm trying to build and get their feedback around what would be important to them in a partner program. So just a little food for for thought there on in terms of like where to start when you're wanting to identify um, agencies to to sort of build the foundation of your new program with. Um,
1: I, I do. I do want to touch on at some point, like how you as the tech partner sift through all the the bullshit, basically, because we have to do the same. Where I don't, I was talking to, it was either attentive or Clavio, and they have like seven thousand partners or something. Yeah, it's like obviously they don't actually work with seven thousand partners, or like maybe <laughs> there's one. But how do you like sift through what you should be focusing on and and what you shouldn't be? Because um, I get emails every day from like a new solution that's going to do X, Y, and Z, and and. And that aspect is it's pretty fascinating to me.
0: Yeah, we could dive into that a ton further. I think at the surface level, like that's why it's such gold when you identify a, a user email address that's from an agency because you know that they're somewhat familiar with the platform if they've logged into it. So mm-hmm. you know that they're supporting a joint client and that they have some knowledge of, of the platform. Um, and typically that was just like, I found that to be super low hanging fruit. There weren't a ton of agencies in there, you know, um, maybe 20 or so, but that 20, uh, you know, 10 of them, I would say probably at least half are like legit partners now. Um, getting back to the the initial question about how we sort of built the product to be partnership uh you know, compatible. I think by nature of the ecosystem that we play in, we didn't really have a choice. So we uh, we exclusively work with Shopify brands, believe that's the same for Electric. So we're purpose built for them, meaning we don't have an integration with any other e-commerce platform. Today, in terms of email integrations, we also only integrate with Klaviyo. I think that that you know, we'll build on that over time, but Clavio is an incredible partner of ours. On the SMS side, we we integrate with uh, Attentive and PostScript, but we really uh, focus most of our go to market efforts on Attentive just because we have much stronger overlap there. Um, and so just by nature, right, like our company was built on the foundation of another ecosystem. So we had to be purpose built for, for integrations and for partnerships. And I think the Shopify ecosystem, you know, it, one of the best parts about it, and I think a huge advantage for Shopify as a company uh, and to withstand like competitive pressures into the future is the way that they've structured their ecosystem to be so accommodating to their app exchange, uh, as well as their agency partners. For that reason, it's made it really easy for us to integrate and make, like Brandon said earlier, other aspects of the Shopify preferred stack more valuable because it's so easy to plug Malomo in, not just to Shopify and Clavio and Attentive, but across the rest of the stack where third party apps are making what, what you can do out of the box with Shopify way more powerful,, uh, which is what we do in post purchase. but then there's you know ten other apps that that Brandon, for example, is regularly recommending and working with that we fit seamlessly into and uh and make, you know, sort of the sum of our parts are, are better. Right. Um, But I know Brandon has a lot more on that and can probably talk to it much more eloquently.
2: Awesome, man. That, yeah. And you hit on a couple of good points there and Brandon um, yes, I think that part of the conversation is super valuable where we like to know uh, we proverbial, you know, tech partners like to know what you see, Um, And we go a step further at at partner programs. We actually have our agencies forward us cold emails that they get from their tech, uh, from tech companies about partnership. And some of those emails, man, are um, unreal. But uh, I would like to know, like, let's pick an example. I mean, naming names, it's fine. No one's, no one's going to care. Good and bad, pick one. But like, is there a tech company that did reach out cold uh, that wasn't brought to you from a customer that wasn't researched by your team? that actually made you pursued (laughs) and you went into and why and maybe if you recall like what that outreach looked like that would be interesting
1: so it actually it's 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 weird because it was at the uh, d2cx retain event in la i think it was end of october um i was speaking there i did like my 10-part retention marketing keynote and afterwards um somebody approached me that was honestly probably the weirdest part about it it's like it's one thing getting like solicited via email it's another thing getting like solicited in person i was like a deer in the headlights um and he was like hey like can i like take you to the side here um show you this demo and like walk you through the product and i'm like yeah yeah like whatever like here's my email let's try and connect in like a week or two um i'm not going to leave the conference right now to go do a product demo the long and the short of it is uh once I did that demo with him, and I actually found out that we already had a client that they were working with that we were pro- that we were able to produce a case study together on, like literally within a week of us having that meeting. And then again, this was one of those, like sort of, I see it as everybody's going to be using this solution in about two years. And so, because of the results that we were able to produce and the fact that it fits so well into our, like thesis and messaging around personalization as an ability to improve retention and increase conversion and so we are like i think it's been what is it it's literally been like six weeks and we are off to the races already working on like co-marketing together and rolling it out into our preferred like shopify tech stack that we're going to be using with all net new brands that we onboard and now we're referring into all 45 of our current like shopify and shopify plus clients so um, if we're gonna do it, like we're gonna do it. We don't sort of like tippy-toe around having a partnership because we're not gonna leverage solutions that we don't think that we think don't make sense for all the brands that that we're working with. Um, but that was one that wor- that worked. Like I had never heard of it before. He just approached me at the conference, and then now um, we're we're working very closely together and rolling it out across uh, all of the ledger. What's the
2: what's the plug? Let's let's give him a, give him a shout out.
1: It's called a uh, Windsor. Oh, yeah. Resor.io. it's been,
2: been catching on fast.
1: <laughs> yeah, and we, I mean, we're actually going to start leveraging it at Electric ourselves in our own email and like text campaigns. The tools yeah, like that, um, um, Super Affiliate as well. That one was. You're, you're ref- an investor. I think, let's plug Super Affiliate for sure. Great. Yeah, i I was referred to them by I think Recharge, Wes, the the Recharge SMS founder, Wes, and, and ultimately like it comes down to the, the product first and foremost. So like whether you're cold outreaching to me or however avenue you get as if if it's differentiated and it also, if it makes sense, like I'm not going to be like triple whale, for example, I think it's a great solution. It's never gonna be as ingrained into our tech stack as it could be because of the fact that we're not a paid ads agency or a retention marketing agency. Um, So it really comes down to the product and sure you develop really great relationships with um, the people that you're working with but we're very blunt in that like the product comes first and like above everything else and so we have a very strong sort of feedback loop as well with our partners around uh where where we need them to help us in terms of development so that we can further extend uh their solution for our clients
2: I love it. And Noah, let's, let's hear some strategies and tactics, Uh, any comments on what he just said, but I want to hear like, you know, uh, what do you do to go out and find net new partners that aren't in your CRM and aren't, you know, following you on LinkedIn? I mean, what do you, what do you do? But comment on what Brandon was just talking about, if you have any.
0: Well, one thing that stuck out to me goes back to what I said about, you know, finding the partners who are already somewhat familiar with you in some capacity. And that's, um, with uh, Windsor, for example, he said, like, we realized one of our clients was already using it. And I think that does multiple things, right? It's, it, to Brandon's point earlier, it's like, how the hell did we not know about this? You know, we're we're on the, the cutting edge of Shopify, uh, Shopify agencies and electric really is like, that's not BS. <laughs> um, so I'm sure that they get excited when they see new cool tools that they weren't aware their clients were using. Um, So I love that strategy. And I think that's a great example of it kind of coming to fruition. I've really taken the approach of like finding, frankly, I have not had success just like cold outbounding agencies that has not been successful at all. Um, And I'm sure that there are ways to do that. But frankly, being a one man partnership team, like I don't really have the time to do that. And also, there's enough there's enough agencies who are familiar with us in some capacity that that's a big enough basket for me to spend my time with. So beyond just identifying, um, you know, agency users who have logged into our platform before on behalf of their clients, um, other ways to get connected with agencies who are somewhat familiar is. Um, Uh, listening to a ton of gong calls with with our sales team and um, tracking, you know, CRM communications back and forth for net new business. So not necessarily clients yet. Um, And not only looking for agencies who are involved in those conversations, but listening for clients who mention agencies. And it's a very similar play where then I'm reaching out to the agency. I did that this week. um, And I said, hey, you know, we're uh, speaking with a new large Shopify brand, understand that you're migrating them from whatever their current e-com platform is over to Shopify in 2023. Just want to get aligned with you um, to make sure one, we're not stepping on your toes as the agency who's undertaking this huge project, because frankly, we need their buy-in if this large, you know, merchant who's migrating e-commerce platforms is going to move forward with us. You know, we're, we are one of the important, um, you know, solutions in that piece, but we're not going to be top of mind unless we have that agency bought into the value that we bring. So just the fact that we're already speaking with their client is enough, a lot of times for them to take a call with us on that call, I'm able to sort of talk about the value that we bring, not only to just Shopify, like we talked about earlier, but to the rest of their preferred stack. And a lot of the times, like as many apps as there are in the Shopify ecosystem, the good agencies have a preferred stack. And a lot of the times that preferred stack looks pretty similar. Like you might substitute a couple, um, a couple tools here or there in different categories, but by the nature of what I described earlier about how your purpose built for integrating well throughout the entire Shopify ecosystem, if they replace one tool for another in a similar category, we're typically able to integrate with whatever tool that they're providing. We obviously have our preferred go-to-market partners, but from a technology standpoint, we're really well, we're, we're re- really easily integrated across any Shopify app. So um, we're able to sort of explain that to the agencies, how adaptable we are, how easy it is to get us up and running and prove value immediately. That time to time to value is obviously crucial for them um, to be able to show the the payoff of working with a, a top tier agency. So I would say that anything you can do to find agencies who are already familiar with you in any capacity or familiar with a client that you're pursuing or talking to or already working with, that's the lowest hanging fruit. And typically I've found there's more than enough of those out there that you don't necessarily need to be doing entirely cold outbound uh, to net new agencies.
1: And I think having that shared client from the get-go makes it so much easier because then you can do the case study off of that client. You can go to market with each other. Versus if you're selling the agency first, then the agency is going to go sell with you to these brands. It's it's without having a proof point. Um, it's just there's just way more friction. So I think the uh, finding out who the agencies are of your existing customers would be a huge huge thing to do. Yeah. yeah
0: and i would even possibly take that one step further like if you could if you could figure out a way to um spin up a case study um prior to to working with the agency but you know work with the brand to understand what and how how involved the agency was and the success that you're talking about in your case study then approach the case then approach the agency with that um you know you're guaranteed a meeting and you're starting off on the right foot by giving some some shout outs to them uh through your you know through your network with that case study. So I love that point, Brandon.
2: Yeah, killer. Uh one of the things, Brandon, some of the tech teams do is they'll they'll make sure customer success and sales are asking the client, the user, sorry, the user on the phone on um on support calls in support chat, are you already working with a solution partner? Are you working with an agency and jot that down? But on the reverse standpoint, I was gonna ask you this, Brandon. Do you ever sort of prospect using your partner tech stack to say, Hey, let's go find a bunch of stores that are already on Malomo and uh, let's reach it. Let's do some sales to them talking about what we do with Malomo. And do you do that kind of stuff?
1: Yeah, we started to do a lot more like aggressive account mapping. Um, and there's like the proactive outreach, but where I think it's beneficial is as soon as we get a net new, like inbound lead, um, i can see immediately which of the other tech partners they're they're using and then i can go and get insight from noah or from whoever it may be at, like a Kendo or whatever solution uh, what's the deal with this brand what are some of their pain points who are they working with on your end is do you have a strong relationship with them are you able to potentially plug us as a part of what we're going to be recommending to them um that's where it that's where it is the the most valuable but then there's also the the exercises that I'm going through right now with all of our tech partners, which is uh, where do we have overlap in terms of our open opportunities, your customers, and vice versa. So going into next year, uh, we can work on how we can win uh, those deals for each other. Um, and then also just the mutual opportunity overlap. So uh, where the mutual over- opportunity overlap gets interesting is let's say like a Kendo has a customer um, that we're prospecting and that Malomo is also prospecting. So now it's like tech partner, agency, and tech partner who already has the client. How do we get into that and, and work together? Um, and so something I've been thinking about is putting together a, a joint sort of electric case study with our top like eight tech partners of a merchant who f- truly like onboarded us, onboarded with us from day one over to Shopify Plus. We plug them into the preferred stack. And Here's what the results look like by leveraging the um, sort of the electric stack, and then proving out the power of like that Shopify ecosystem.
2: Yes, we're in. That sound <laughs> sound like something you'd be interested in, Noah? <laughs> That's killer. Um, I I would just say that on that note, I mean, one thing that we don't talk to agencies enough about, and let's let's talk about this real quick, is where and how you actually go into a co-selling routine, and what level of relationship that you have with account mapping and how difficult was it for you? We don't hear it all the time from the tech partners, but we don't talk to enough agencies that are actively doing it successfully. And what do you think? Are you successful at it? A And and why do you think you're successful at it?
1: I'd argue that we are, but there's still so much more that we could do um, with it because it does take like time and attention to like collaborate on how do we go after this merchant together or how do we support one another? So I think it really comes down to resourcing and prioritization, but we prioritize our tech partner relationships. So it's probably one of our top three like central focuses at, at electric because of how big of a differentiator it is for us. And so I think that's yes, but it, it could definitely be better. And, and it's a big focus for us going into next year, but not even just agency and tech partnerships, agency, agency relationships. So. We have two big ones that we're working on and we'll be rolling out next year that just fit so well together. We already have some mutual customer overlap. And again, it's showing the power of like you could use electric by itself or you could use this other agency by itself. By using the two together, you're getting more, which is the same pitch for Malomo by itself, electric by itself and the two combined together.
2: I love it. I love to hear that, man. I think uh agencies are getting more strategic with partnerships like this past year, but honestly, the year before it was like night and day uh from what <laughs> I hear from people I talk to. So that's good to hear. Noah, uh let's let's go into uh, go to market with partners real quick. We have a little bit of time left. So I just want to hear kind of what is your prep got, let's just say you you didn't have Brandon as activated as he is now. You know, I don't know, but when you came on, so you find out Brandon's a partner and you want to do more with Brandon, whether it's Brandon or just pick a pick an agency that comes to mind. Um, but what is your next step with prep and getting an initiative underway and uh, some of the things that you do first, second, third and how you make sure that that gets executed?
0: I think... Um... Luckily, there's been like a ton of thought leadership around partnerships recently. Like this podcast is a great example. I always been like the Jay McBain's of the world as well. Um, And I've been in it for a few years, four or five now. Um, It was also like heavily partnerships focused in my, my startup as well. So really since the beginning. But I think that everybody's talking about the same thing, but not a lot of people are doing it yet, which is like this whole mindset and you know, company culture around give first, I was really intentional about that. And I think it took like our leadership team a little bit to come around on. Like, look, we're a scrappy startup who has to show results and not just growth, but like fast growth velocity. And, you know, the approach of give first is sort of the opposite of that. It's like playing the long game and building genuine relationships with your partner's um, that brings value to them before we even ask for anything in return. Um, you know, we take the the reciprocity approach: what goes around comes around. But the first thing we want to do, like with Brandon, if we weren't as ingrained, but even to this day, is like do everything we can to hype him up and make sure that he's seen with throughout our network by having him on our podcast and having him, uh, you know, in one of our best case studies we've ever done. One of our shared clients, Soylent, got had a forty. 40- 54X ROI by combining the power of electric with Malomo. And we shout that case study all the time, not just for us, but also for Brandon. Like we want to return value um, because we know that if we do that, you know, not only will it benefit us and, and our clients, but it benefits our partners. And that's super important for maintaining the relationship. But even if we think about like a net new partner, we think about that too. Give first, what can we do? Have them on the podcast, make sure that, you know, they're getting recognized in our network before we're ever asking for, you know, a lead. And frankly, we want to get to a point where we don't have to ask for a lead. We are just so top of mind um, because we've built that trust and, you know, given before we've asked to receive that we are the preferred solution for order tracking in the space um, because we've taken that approach. So, I would say, yeah, the give first mindset, and then making sure that once you have a partner in your in your um, program that is producing for you, um, you're constantly thinking about them just as much, if not more as you are of acquiring new partners. Um, I think a lot of time that gets lost on, especially, you know, smaller teams who are trying to be scrappy and build as fast as they can.
1: Makes you super, super sticky too. Like we have so many shared clients together. We've onboarded so many brands to Malomo. Any net new email and SMS client we have, they don't have their transactional in uh, coming out of Clavio yet. We're automatically plugging them into uh, Malomo. And so for Other competitors coming to us, like the the value difference would have to be substantial in order for us to decide, yes, actually, not only are we going to change the way that we think about onboarding that new brands, but we're also going to migrate all these other brands over. There has to be a real substantial difference there. Um, And so I think for the tech partners, it makes it really sticky. And then um, when we have tech partners sending us like new business, it makes it even stickier. So like we basically position ourselves as a a preferred implementation partner for like a recharge or a rebuy where we actually are working with them on special programs where they are sending business directly to us to implement some sort of a pre-sold package because they're in the business of technology. They don't want to be in the business of like actual execution and delivery. And they know that we have a better understanding of that anyways and how it can work with the rest of the apps. Um, so. Yeah,
0: that was a great call out. And, you know, just to piggyback off that a little bit, we are just now sort of starting to think about that for the first time. How can we give more work to our agency partners to give back even further beyond just like the co-marketing stuff and, you know, hype in the social channels? Um, Brandon was the first person we thought about. Like we didn't think about this would be great for going to acquire 10 new huge partners. It was like, how do we give back to those who have been so good to us from the first from the job? So um, just goes back to, you know, um, think about those who have been there by your side and done great for you uh, throughout the the history and not just focus on net new. I
2: love it. We are just at the time one minute. So Brandon, final thoughts, man. Um, any recommendations to agencies or sorry, man, tech partners, if I'm honest, we don't get a ton of agency listeners, mainly tech companies, uh, <laughs> and final bits of advice for tech companies that want to partner with you or with agencies like you.
1: Well, I will say for agency partners, just the one thing, like, um, the reason why electric grew so quickly and why we were able to get acquired so quickly is because of our tech partners. Um, not only because they send us most of our business, but also uh, these certifications matter, especially to businesses that are looking to make a potential uh, acquisition. Um, and you really are getting plugged into this entire Shopify ecosystem that you wouldn't have access to otherwise. Uh, on the tech partner front, I think um, there's numbers that come out all the time from Clavio and, and these other like really large software companies that like 40 to 60% of their total revenue comes through partners and um, like partners are a ginormous source of uh, net new customer acquisition. And I, it's something like the uh, there's that the stats from Shopify around how like the stickiness and attachment rate of brands that are using an agency on Shopify plus is significantly higher than those that are self-servicing. And then um, I got this info from Clavio that like the deals that they bring even ones that they source themselves, but that they bring agency partners into to bring it across the line or to actually handle the migration, the percentage at which those close is like three X higher than when they're just trying to sell it themselves. So I don't know. Partnerships are important, obviously. <laughs> <laughs>
2: do, do partnerships. That's your advice. Do yes, more that's my tagline. <laughs> All right. Well, if you got to drop uh, go ahead and drop, otherwise I'll get final thoughts from uh, Noah.
0: Give give first. That's my that's my advice on on both sides. But obviously, most important on the on the tech partner side. Um, focus on those partners who have been really good to you, and don't let them fall by the wayside uh, when you make your you know go after your, your new partner acquisition
2: love it guys this has been awesome man and we talked about some things that i honestly didn't think we'd get to and hear about so thank you for that brandon thanks for jumping in and, and mentioning things that we didn't have on on the lineup so appreciate it man congrats on the success enjoy the waterfalls and um no we'll see each other slack linkedin everywhere else like, like usual yes sir
0: thanks guys thanks for
2: having me how a good going bye guys